month of the year. Hallelujah. I thank God and I know that the God that has kept us from the beginning, he's still keeping us. He's still on the throne. It's amazing and we are blessed to know that our God does not go on vacation. He's not a God that can be voted out of power. He does not belong to any political party. Uh, hallelujah. We give him glory. For me, I'm rest assured. That is the confidence that I have. Hallelujah. That my God is seated on the throne forever and ever. It's the eighth month of the year and it's almost over. It is my prayer that as you have come tonight, eight, which is the number of a new beginning, may tonight be the beginning of joy for you. The beginning of peace to another height and to another level for you. Sometimes we say we've experienced peace. There is another level of peace. May, may the Lord take you there tonight. I say, may the Lord take you there tonight. May he also take you in a deeper walk with him. And, and as the thing says, born to worship, may he take you to another level of worship in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. We're just going to go straight. I want you to turn with me quickly to the book of Revelation. We're going to read Revelation chapter 4. We're going to read from verse number 1 to verse number 11. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter number 4. From verse number 1 to verse number 11. When we talk about worship, it is somehow, unless the Holy Spirit help you to prepare a message concerning worship. Worship, honestly, to me, is something that I, I can hardly express. Hallelujah. To somebody, to a man like me. But I can express it to my creator. Hallelujah. For me, I look at it as a personal thing. Worship is a personal thing. The way you worship your father may be different from the way I worship him. But the matter, the truth of the matter is that the overall case of this issue is that you and I, we have been made to worship. Hallelujah. So you can stand up. There are people that stand up, they lift up their hand. They are worshiping. There are people that fold their hands, they are worshiping. There are people that sit down, they are worshiping. So it's a personal thing to me. But anyhow you do it, as long as you are worshiping the Lord, is acceptable unto him. Can I hear an amen? So I'm going to have the Holy Spirit to help me tonight. Hallelujah. Um, Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1 to verse number 11. When you look at the New Living Translation, the subtitle of that particular a chapter is titled Worship in Heaven. Worship in Heaven. But in the King James Version, it says the throne in heaven. Whatever version that you have is one word. Hallelujah. He said, after this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first, I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come here and I will show you what must take place after this. Verse number two, at once I was in the spirit and there before me was the throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Somebody shout, that is my father. No, shout it like a minute now. Say, that is my father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse number three, and the one who sat there had an appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald, encircled the throne. Verse number four. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were the 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. Verse number 5. From the throne, the flashes of lightning, rumbling, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also, in front of the throne, there, there, there was what looked like a a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne, we are four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second one was like an earth, and the third one had a face like a man. The fourth one was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under his wings, the Bible said, Day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is here to come. They said, the, the, the four living creatures, 
day and night. We all know that a day before the Lord is like a thousand years for us. I don't know how old this planet Earth is. Can you imagine this creature day and night singing praises and worship to our father? The only thing that you could hear them say is holy, holy, holy. Holy is the God who was, who is, and is yet to come. That is what they do day and night. And you can imagine where there is no sickness in heaven. You can imagine where there is no pain in heaven. You can imagine why there is no depression in heaven. You can imagine why these people are so close to God. You could imagine why the power of darkness cannot operate in heaven. You can imagine why there is no more place for the enemy in heaven. Because this is what goes on over there. Worship. Ah, The Bible teaches us so when Jesus Christ was teaching us how to pray. He said we are to pray like this. Father, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We are to say, Lord... As it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. That is my prayer tonight. As the worship goes on in heaven, let that kind of worship be unto like that also in my life. Am I speaking to somebody? May it also be like that in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse number 9, it says, Whenever this living creature give glory, honor, and thanks to God, who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, they will fall before him who sit on the throne and they will worship him. And they will worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crown. They lay everything that is of them. They lay everything that is of them, everything that is about them, everything that is in them. The Bible says they lay their crown because your crown is the symbol of your glory. Your crown is a symbol of honor. Your crown is a symbol of all that is of you. When these four living creatures, when they are giving praises, when they are worshiping their father, they said the 24 air that they will strip themselves of what God has given to them and they will lay it before their maker. In heaven, there is no talk, talk. In heaven, there is no, hey, look at these elders. She, he thinks, oh, he's the one that God loves, loves the most. Look at this sister. Ah, ah, honest. There is no talk like that in heaven. What they do is worship. Somebody shout, worship. That's what they do. The Bible says that these 24 elders, what they do, they will put their crown before the one that sits on the throne. This is what they say. You are worthy, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created, and they have their being. Let me hear you shout it louder. Amen. They have their being. So from the scripture we just read, we are going to pray. I'm just going to give you four definitions of what worship is. Our daddy started it so well last week. I'm just going to repeat some of the things that he said. Hallelujah. From the scripture that we just read, number one definition of worship is submission. Total submission to your maker. Total submission to your creator. Total submission to your designer. You submit yourself to him because he made you. You are not of your own. You cannot even count the number of hair on your head. You don't even know what tomorrow holds. You don't even know what will happen when you live here. So you are not of your own. There is a creator that created you. So worship is total submission to that creator. Number two definition that I'm going to give to you. Is worship is giving glory, honor, adoration, and power to your maker. You don't have no power of your own. It does not matter the job you do today. That's why our father, that father said it so well. He said, first worship is when you begin to worship your human wisdom. No human knowledge. So when you strip yourself and say, Father, I am nothing without you. I have no strength. You cannot even wake up without him. You cannot move without him. You cannot even sit without him. So you're sitting down here. There is somebody that has made it possible. And that is your maker. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him all the adoration. That is worship. Worship is when you ascribe to him the highest value in your life. 
the highest value, the highest place. Which place is God in your life every day? Not just on Sunday when we come to church. Which place is God in your marriage? Which place is God in your business? Which place is God in your finances? Which place is God in your relationship? When you give him the highest value, even when you are not in the building called church, you are worshiping him. Worship is a fragrance. I look at it as a fragrance, as a smell that draws your father to you. When you are worshiping God, there is a fragrance. You might not see it with your physical eye. Because we are not physical beings. We are spirit beings. We just have a body. The real us is the spirit. So as you begin to worship God and as you begin to praise him, there is an aroma that comes out of that atmosphere. And that aroma is what goes on to the throne. That is where God sends. As our father taught us last, we say, God, is seeking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. When you begin to worship him, it's that aroma that goes on to him. There is a difference between thanksgiving and worship. There is a difference. Thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done. Thanksgiving is thanking God for your life. Thanking God for your peace. Thanking God for your job. Even thanking him for salvation. Thanking him for deliverance. Thanking him for healing. That is thanksgiving. Thanking him for what he has done. is a response to what he has given to you. When somebody gives you something, professor, what do you say? You say, thank you. That is thanksgiving. But worship is not thanksgiving. Worship is what you give to God for who he is. For who he is, not what he has done for who he made you to worship him. So you give him that honor. You give him that glory because he's God and he's God alone. We just read from that book of Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 to 11 that he is the one that lives forevermore. He doesn't die. He's immortal. Invisible. God. God eternal. King eternal. The all-knowing God. The all-seeing God, the God that is everywhere, is here with you. I'm not, my children are at home. He's there with my children. I have family members in Africa. He's there with them. Why don't you worship the God that is everywhere? That can visit on your behalf when you are not there physically. Worship him. Worship him. He's the God that has the key to the city of David. The God that can open up a door that no man can shut. When he shut it, no man can open it. That is whom you are to serve. That is whom you are to worship. He is God and God alone. He is the one that has the power to kill and to make a life. Why won't you worship that kind of God? Why won't you praise that kind of God? Why can't you ascribe to him the honor and the, uh, the honor and the glory that is due to him? Not just on a Sunday because we are going somewhere. Give him the glory. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. And that is why the theme is worship. You are made to worship. You were born to worship. Your eyes were given to you to worship. Your nose was given to you to worship. Your mouth was given to you to worship. Your ears were given to you to worship. Your hands were given to you to worship. Your feet were given to you to worship. You are created. You are made. You are designed to worship. There is a difference between worship again and prayer. Even though prayer is part of worship. And that's one thing I love about this God that we serve. There is a difference. When you pray, you are seeking for God. You are looking for God. How many of us know that sometimes God can play hide and seek? Sometimes you say, God, where are you? I have been calling for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Where are you? There is a difference between prayer and worship. God made a promise to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He said, I know the thought that I think towards you. He said, it's not a bad one. It's a good one. The thought for your hope and for your future. He said, then you will call on me. You will seek me. 
And when you seek me, you will find me. But between the period of seeking and finding, that is where most of us sometimes we get discouraged. That is the only question mark I have in prayer. Prayer works, hallelujah. Prayer is powerful, hallelujah. But I pray for God to give us grace because when he said, when you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with all of your heart, he melts it. But prayer is you seeking God. That's why he said in Matthew 7, 7, seek you shall find, knock the door shall be open. He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. In Ephesians chapter 11, verse 6, I want us to go there. Ephesians chapter 11, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 11. Oh, go to Hebrew. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. I want us to look at something there. Hallelujah. Hebrew chapter 11, verse number 6. He said, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So prayer is seeking the face of God. Seeking God. But one thing I love about worship, in worship, you don't look for God. God looks for you. In worship, you don't seek after God. God seeks after you. When that aroma comes from that place of worship, God will get up from his throne to come and seek for you. That is the difference between prayer and worship. Hallelujah. He will come and look for you. As you worship the Lord tonight, may God visit you in every area in the name of Jesus. As you worship him tonight, May you experience a divine visitation from him. Because he's the God of his word. He's the God of his word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changeth not. God will come and look for you. Because you were made to worship him. I quickly said a few things before we got here. I said, when God created you, there are different parts that he gave to you. You know, some of us might say, how can, I do, how can I worship God with my sight? How can I worship God with my ears? How can I worship God with the things that come out of my mouth? How can I worship God even with my thinking? You're going to ask yourself. It's not every Sunday. Because God is seeking for such worshipers. Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Those that will worship him with all of their life. All of their being. All that is within them, that is of them. God is looking and is seeking for such worshippers. You can worship him at home. You can worship him in your place of work. You can worship him in the supermarket. You can worship him as you drive. When you talk about worshiping God with your mouth, with your vocal cord, you're going to ask yourself, what comes out of your mouth every day? What comes out of your mouth to your own self? What comes out of your mouth to your children? What comes out of the mouth to your spouse? Does it glorify God? Does it worship God? I told you, worship is giving God the glory, the honor, and all the adoration. When you speak to the people around you, does it glorify God? Even when you are not in church, that is worship. That is worship. What you hear, what do you hear? Does it glorify God or you just want to entertain yourself? Do you worship God with what goes into your ear gates? Even when nobody is there, that is what glorifies God. What you see, does it glorify God? What you watch on television, does it glorify God? Do you worship God with what you see? Do you worship God with what you think? Or you just think about anything? Or do you know that even in your thinking, you can worship God? What you are thinking about when you voice it out, will people say, praise the name of Jesus? Will people say, praise the name of the Father that sits in heaven? Or will people back off and say, here, I thought you were a Christian? May the Lord renew our mind by his power. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we have heard this word, may we continue to worship God, even in our thinking. 
when your thinking is not glorifying God, you have the power to change it. You have the power to put a stop to it. You have the power to erase it. Because God is seeking sought worshippers. Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And one of the ways you can do it is through your thinking. Through your thinking. You can also worship it through your prayer. Because when you come to God, you are telling him, is the end of your road. Without him, you cannot go any other place. Without him, there is no way out. When you come to God like that, you are worshiping, you are acknowledging him. You are giving him the highest value. You are giving him the highest worth. You are placing him on top of your list. There is no need to, 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 to try plan A, plan B, plan C, or plan D and see if it will work. Coming to your father in prayer is one of the ways that you worship him. Can I hear louder? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God Almighty. Glory be to our Father. We're going to, before we go into prayer, we're going to look at the benefits of worship. Because God cannot ask you to do anything that he knows that he will not multiply and give unto you. But as we worship, let us not look at the benefits. But let us look at the reason, knowing that we are doing what we have been made to do. But when we do what we have been made to do, there is a benefit, there is a return that come back to us. A return that come back to our household. Hallelujah. I told you before, that prayer is a form of worship. I just went through my notes. There's a, there's a particular uh, um, thing that I don't want us to forget. Or so, something that I really want us to go home with. We're talking about the difference between worship and prayer. I said prayer is seeking the face of God and worship is God seeking you. When your prayer meets with your worship, there is an explosion. I said when your prayer meets with your worship, there is what? An explosion. Turn with me quickly to the book of Acts 16 verse 25. Acts 16, verse number 25. That is why you cannot joke with prayer and with worship. That is where anytime there is worship, whether you like the song or not, whether the song is thrilling you or not, whether you know the song or not, you have to understand the song is not about you. The song is not to make you happy. The song is being given to your father. Hallelujah. You just go along with it. Amen. Because when you finish with your worship and you begin to open up your mouth to pray, there is an explosion. Am I, speaking to, am I speaking to somebody tonight? In the book of Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. I want somebody to read for me. Acts 16, Hallelujah. Look at that. He said at midnight, we have to understand that Paul and Silas, they have been locked up. They have been detained. An embargo has been placed upon them to do what God has called them to do. But even in the midst of that, they know that being locked up in a place does not stop them to do what God really has called them to do. Because sometimes we find ourselves in a situation we cannot even worship God. We find ourselves in a circumstances even to open up our mouths to worship we cannot do it. The Lord is telling us this season and this hour that don't let your circumstances stop you to do what you have been created to do. Which is worship. Which is worship. The Bible says that Paul and Silas, they were in prison, they were locked up, and they were, they were chained down, they were detained. But that did not stop them because at midnight, the Bible says they opened up their mouth and they were doing what? Singing praises to God. Not just only praises, they were also doing what? Praying. 
They got up in their prison yard. They were seeking God. And they were seeking God. They were praying and praising. Their prayer was seeking the face of God. But their worship caused God to begin to seek them. So when they are seeking God and God seeking them, come in contact, there was an explosion. I'm trying to give you a picture. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. There was an explosion. What am I trying to tell you? When you praise God, when you pray, I want you to begin to open up your spiritual eyes to see that there is an explosion happening in the realm of the spirit. Because the Bible says the explosion caused the prison yard to begin to shake. I know they call it an earthquake. As it begin to shake, the Bible says that their chains were loosed. The prison door was open. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to today. In the name that is above all names. Everybody lift up your hands. In the name that is above all names. As you have opened up your mouth to worship God tonight. Every chains I command them to be loosed. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray right now for a spiritual explosion. To take place in your life. To take place in your destiny. To take place in all that God has created you to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more clothes doors, no more chains, no more shackles, in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, somebody shout, I receive it, I receive it there is an explosion that takes place in World Outreach Church for all nations we pray for a revival we pray for an explosion in every life of every members of this church. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. After these three days prayer and fasting. Our life will never remain the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. It will be said of us. Indeed we have met with the God that sat on the throne. So shall it be. In the name of Jesus there are benefits of worship when you begin to worship God. Number one benefit that I want to discuss with you, I've said it before, I'm just going to throw a little bit light to it. When you begin to worship God, like I said before, God will seek you out. That is one of the benefits. And trust me, God will find you. It is when we are seeking God, sometimes we don't know where he is. But God knows your address. He knows your email address. He knows your bank account. He knows your medical record. He knows your blood type. He knows your children. He knows your husband. He knows the man that you are married to. When they seek you, he will find you. And when God finds you, your life never remains the same. Your life never remains the same. That is why, as from tonight, you must do what God has created you to do. There are personal deliverances that I've experienced for myself, even without praying. I, I, I love to pray. But there are deliverances that I've experienced. When a time like that will come, what I could do is just to worship. I have seen the hand of God. I have seen the power of God. Because as I begin to worship him, he finds me. And he attends to my cry. There's something about worship. God will find you. And he will get you. When you begin to worship. When God, the God that is seated on the throne. We read it in the book of Revelation chapter 4. When you begin to worship God. When God hears that aroma, God will get up. And when God arrives, all your enemies scattered. When God arises, all your enemies scatter. You know, let me, I, I was telling the people in our breakthrough, let me break something for you. Your enemy is not your sister-in-law, it's not your brother-in-law. Your enemy is not one governor, one president in one country. That is not your enemy. The Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood. I don't care who that person is. As long as there is flesh and when you cut the person, there is blood. That is not who your enemy is. It does not matter what they do to you, what they have done or what they are doing. It does not matter. Take your eyes off of them. That is distraction. And begin to attack the spirit that is behind it. That is who your enemy is. That is who your enemy is. Sickness is your 
enemy. Depression is your enemy. Oppression is your enemy. Suppression is your enemy. Your ability to serve God is your enemy. The ability to even read the word of God is your enemy. Anytime you bring out the Bible to read, that is when the sleep will come. And that sleep, there's no sleeping pill. I mean, I think they should start recommending the Bible to some people who cannot sleep. So, oh, you, have, you can't sleep, go get the Bible. Because that is when the enemy, the sleep that you couldn't sleep, that is when he will come with the sleep. That is your enemy. Because he knows when you pick up the Bible and you read the word of God, there is power in it. Your life will never remain. Anytime you pick up your, the Bible to read it, your life never remains the same. That is your enemy. And when you begin to worship God, God will find you. And when God finds you, your situation will remain, never remain the same. Your enemy will be dealt with. In the mighty name of Jesus, the son of the living God. Number two benefit in worshiping God is that when you begin to worship God, there is a spiritual warfare that goes on. A spiritual warfare that goes on in the realm of the spirit. Worship is one of the weapons of your warfare. When the Bible talks about warfare, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. One of them is worship. Let me tell you why it's a weapon. How many of you can stand in a place where your enemy is being praised? Oh no, come, let's be real. Let's be real. You sit in the place. They're praising your enemy. He's this. He's that. He's, he, he came out first. His work on it. His work is always on time. He, you know, there's something that goes inside of you. Sometimes you say, ah, rush it out, boy. Then finish it. The enemy cannot stand in a place where you worship God. When the Bible says, submit yourself to the Lord. Resist the devil. He's talking about worship. Remember, worship is submission to God. When you begin to submit yourself to the Lord, you are resisting the devil and he will flee. Your worship draws God to you. I told you your worship is an aroma that draws God to you. And when you begin to worship and as God is coming, the enemy has to flee because there is no friendship, there is no common place for the power of darkness and light. I want you to begin to picture that sense that in your spirit, man. Anytime you are worshipping, know that there is an aroma that is coming out of you. And that aroma, the enemy cannot stay. It might look as if it's still there. But the foundation of that problem is shaken. And when you continue to pray, it will collapse. It will collapse. It must collapse. Because there is power in worship. He says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. When you are praising God, there is a resistance. There is a force that is being pushed, that is being released out of that worship, that is being released out of that worship. And if you, that is why sometimes you are worshiping. When the enemy reminds you that you have not eaten, just know that it's a distraction. When you are worshiping, and the enemy reminds you that, oh, why don't you just go do the laundry now? That is a distraction. When he reminds you, ah, did you turn off what you were cooking? Something to just come and distract you. I'm here to tell you, there is a force. There is an arrow man that is coming towards him. It's too much for him. So now he wants to come and distract you. Don't let him. Don't let him. Am I speaking to somebody? Don't let him. Because he's coming to distract you. You cannot be distracted. Because what God has for you is too much. Hallelujah. What God has for you is too much. Hallelujah. When you worship God, God will break all protocol concerning your life. Worship will, broke all, will break all protocol. Which means, this is how it used to be. But when you lift up your voice to worship God, God cannot do anything but to just come and attend to that cry. We look at the Bible.
Bible, in the book of Mark, I believe Mark chapter 8, verse number 1, when we were talking about a man who was a leper. The Bible says this leper came to Jesus. The first thing he did was to kneel down, was to bow, was to give Jesus all the adoration, was to place him in the highest honor and say, Jesus, if you don't heal me, nobody can. If you don't heal me, I will die as a leper. The Bible says Jesus came and he knelt down. We all know at that time, Jesus has not been to the cross. So to touch a leper was said to be unclean. Am I speaking to somebody? But Jesus, because that man worshipped, Jesus could not do anything but heal the man. What he said, the man said, if you are willing, I have worshipped you, my father. But if you're willing, if you still want me to be clean, I know that I'm a leper, you're not supposed to touch me. But if you still want me to be clean, I will be clean. Jesus said, yes, I'm willing. Be clean. Your worship will cause God to break all protocol. Because God is the only one that is above the law. Whether it's the law in heaven or the law underneath, underneath the heavens. Because he's the creator of all. I'm being reminded of the story. We're going to close now. I'm being reminded of the story of Ezekiah. We all we read about it, Ezekiah. I think it's Isaiah chapter 38. The Bible says that Ezekiah was sick and he was at the point of death. We all know the word of God. When God says a thing, he will bring it back. Is he a man that he should lie? Not the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? He's God. He can do whatever pleases him. The Bible says Hezekiah was sick. He was at the point of death. Even God Almighty was the one that sent his prophet, professor, to prophet Isaiah, to Hezekiah. The prophet he sent was Isaiah. He sent it to Hezekiah and said, tell Hezekiah to put his house in order because this sickness, he's not going to make it. It's time for him to come home. If you read the story of, of, of Hezekiah, you know that he was a worshiper. When the message came, Ezekiah did not fall to the ground and start weeping. He did not fall to the ground and start complaining. Do you know that when you complain, you are worshipping Satan? Because when you are complaining, you are not giving glory to God. If you are not giving glory to God, then the glory is going to somebody else. The Bible says, this man went and turned his face to the wall. And he began to please integrity. God, remember how I've worshipped you. This is not what you play. This is not a tree. God knows you. Hezekiah was not lying. If he was lying, God wouldn't have listened to him. He played his case with integrity. I have worshipped you with my eyes. I have worshipped you with everything that is in me, that is of me, that is about me. Remember, oh Lord, how I have worshipped you. I have served you. And the Bible says, the prophet that brought the bad news, before he could even leave the compound, of King Hezekiah, God heard and he said the man back. You know, God said he was going to die. His God, he said it. But he broke the protocol. He broke the rule. I just want you to get the point. Even though he said it, that he's going to die, he's not going to make it. But the moment this man began to worship, the death sentence was changed. I pray for somebody here tonight. In the name that is above all names, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. I don't know what that diagnosis is. I don't know the report that you have gotten. I don't know how long that you are just waiting. I say, I am tired, God. Because you have come here tonight to hear this message and to worship God. That verdict is changing. That verdict is changing. That verdict is changing. That report is changing. Whatever thing that has been said, that diagnosis is changing. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's going to change. Somebody shout and receive it. Stand up on your feet. I'm looking at the time. Stand up on your feet. I don't want to take too much of your time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to Hallelujah. In your own words tonight, I don't want you to look at the person that is standing by you. 
I believe in the name that is above all names. The God that has put the theme of this prayer and fasting into the heart and the mind of the man of God, I believe that God is getting ready to take us somewhere that we've never been before in him. I strongly believe that. I want every one of you to lift up your hands tonight. And I want you to begin to pray and ask God to take you in the wings of praise and take you to the highest height. In the mighty name of Jesus, open up your mouth and pray that prayer. Say, Father, as I have come here tonight, as I have come here tonight, I've heard your word. Lord Almighty, take me, take me, take me on the wings of praise and take me to the highest height. In the mighty name of Jesus, as from today, let everything that I am praise you. Let everything that you have put in me praise you. Let my hands praise you. Let my mouth praise you. Let my eyes praise you. Let my ears praise Praise you. Let my mind praise you. Father, I submit myself to you. I am not of my own, Jehovah. I give myself to you tonight. I give myself away to you tonight. Jehovah God, in the mighty name of Jesus, take me on the wings of worship. Take me to the highest height. Let my worship life never remain the same. Let my prayer life never remain the same. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, take me to a higher height. I submit myself unto you tonight uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of the living God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The second prayer I want you to pray, I want you to ask God to baptize you with the spirit of worship. To soak you in the spirit of worship. That was the kind of spirit that fell upon David. When the spirit came upon David, the king could not even know where he was. He almost took off all his clothes and he began to worship God. I want you to lift up your hands tonight and say, Father, as I am standing here, Jehovah God, in need of prayer, soak me with the spirit of worship. Saturate my life with the spirit of worship. Let that spirit overtake me. Let that spirit envelop me. Let that spirit saturate me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, saturate my home, saturate my home, saturate my home. Let my home be a worshiper. Let my home be a worship sanctuary. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, my Lord and my God, I lift up my hands, oh God. Do to me what you did to David. Saturate me, Lord, with that spirit of worship. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, let my mouth worship you. Let everything that is of me worship you. As from tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Somebody lift up your hand and receive that spirit. Say, I receive that spirit. I receive my spirit. The spirit of worship. I receive it into my life. 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 I receive it into my home. I receive it into my mind. I receive it into my hearing. I receive it now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Father, we bless you tonight. We worship you tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. What you receive is yours. When you say you receive it, it's yours. And I seal it with the blood of Jesus. I seal it with the blood of Jesus. No situation will no longer take your praise. No situation will take your voice. No situation will take your hearing. No situation will take over your eyes. No situation will take over your mouth. No situation will take over your thinking. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the spirit of worship stand at the standard against it. In the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says when the enemy comes like a flood, he said the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. Any power that want to come and steal your worship, let the spirit of worship rise up as a standard against it. Instead of complaining, you will worship. Instead of crying, you will worship. Instead of murmuring, you will worship. In the mighty name of Jesus, your worship shall be an answer to any to anything that the enemy will use against you. In the name of Jesus, whatever is standing against you, your worship will answer. 
So shall it be. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you everlasting father. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. I'm not going to call anybody out. The spirit of the Lord is ministering to me right now. If you are here. There is a, you are facing a long standing challenge. A long standing challenge. A, 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 a stubborn situation. That you yourself, you know that you have prayed. You have fasted. You have done everything that you want to do. But that problem just still remains there. I hear a long standing challenge. That's what I'm hearing. A long standing challenge. How many of you know that our God is the God of the heavens and of the earth? He is the God that is able to do and undo. Ah, whatever that situation may be, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I'm not going to call anybody out tonight, but I just want you to not let this moment pass you by. I'm not standing here to entertain you. I'm not sweating to make you happy. Hallelujah. You have been sent on a mission tonight. Even if it's one person that God is going to touch, I'm okay, but you're going to testify to the name of our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are facing a long-standing challenge. I want you to call that thing and say, I receive victory over you tonight. Open up your mouth and call that thing and say you this you that tonight I receive victory over you I receive victory over you I receive victory over you in the name of Jesus because Jesus is the one that has given us victory God gave us victory to our Lord Jesus Christ open up your mouth and receive victory tonight receive victory tonight in your marriage receive victory in your body receive victory in your finances receive victory in your relationship, receive victory. Receive victory tonight. In the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth and say, I receive that victory. I receive victory today. I receive victory today. I receive victory today. Victory is mine. Over this situation, victory is mine. Over this situation in the life of my children, victory is mine. Over this situation in the life of my spouse, victory is mine. I receive it tonight. I receive it tonight. I receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Receive that victory. 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 The Lord said no more crying. He said no more weeping. He said no more. 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 No more sleepless night. No more sleepless night. No more sleepless night. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I want you to open up your mouth. And I want you to begin to declare. There is, there is power in your mouth. There is power in your word. I know the Lord has not sent me to everybody here tonight. No, 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 no. But there's somebody that God wants to deliver. That God wants to set free. You cannot even discuss it with anybody. You cannot even discuss this thing that I'm talking about with anybody. You don't want nobody to hear about it. But the Lord has visited you tonight. Your praise has made him to locate you tonight. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to open up your mouth. I want you to use the power that is in your mouth. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to pray. Listen to this prayer point. I want you to begin to pray that every seat, every seat, every seat, seat, like this seat, every seat of the enemy, every foothold of the enemy, every stronghold of the enemy, Concerning this place that I've received my victory, let it be destroyed. 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 In the name of Jesus. Open up your mouth. Let it be destroyed. Let it be destroyed. Every seat, every stronghold, every foothold of the enemy concerning this situation that I've received victory. Let that seat be destroyed. Let that stronghold be destroyed. Let that foothold.
to be destroyed. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to pray that every legal ground, legal ground, legal ground, things are the way they are because of things that are in place. I want you to begin to pray that every legal ground of the enemy against your life be wiped out by the blood of Jesus. Be wiped out by the blood of Jesus. When he come, Jesus said, the things of this world came and he found nothing in me. Because of the blood of Jesus, he will no longer find anything in you. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. Every legal ground, every legal ground, every legal ground, every legal ground of the enemy against my life, against my mind, against my marriage, against my health, against my children. Open up your mouth. I don't know your story. Open up your mouth and say, by the blood of Jesus, let that legal ground be wiped out. Let that illegal ground be wiped out. Let it 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 be wiped out. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus. If you believe that, let me hear you shout louder. If you are not shouting for yourself, shout for somebody that the Lord has delivered tonight. And if there's somebody here, I know there's somebody here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your testimony will fish you out. I said this thing, you've not discussed. You are asking yourself, how can I say this, this to somebody? How can I? The Lord has located you tonight. The Lord has located you tonight. The Lord has located you tonight. It might not be that. And I'm speaking to the whole congregation. I need you to close your eyes and raise your hands up. Ah, you will sleep like a baby tonight. So you will sleep like a baby tonight. Nobody come into the house of God. Nobody worship and go home the same. In the name of Jesus. I know there is time, but I'm being prompted to do this. I want you to just lift up your voice. The Bible says, there is no way you can go into the heart of a strong man and collect everything that he has stolen from you unless you first bind that strong man. I want you to open up your mouth. Every strong man in your marriage, every strong man in your finances, every strong man in your health, every strong man in your family, open up your mouth and begin to bind them. And begin to bind them. 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 Begin to bind him, begin to bind him in the name of Jesus. So you the strong man in my health, I bind you. This you strong man in my family, I bind you. You the strong man in my children, I bind you. He can hear you. He can hear you. Open up your mouth and bind him. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bind him, bind him by the blood of Jesus. Bind him in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord Almighty, we we'll worship you. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now begin to take what belongs to you. I take my peace. Open up your mouth. Take it, take it by force. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, 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 take it. The Bible says, ever since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers so much violence. The violence has to take it by force. Take it by force. Take your peace. Take your joy. Take your mind. Take your marriage. Take your children. Take every members of your family. That devil is a liar. Open up your mouth. Claim it. Claim your victory. Claim your peace. Claim what God has for you. Claim your destiny. Claim it now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Claim what belongs to you. Open up your mouth. The hour is now. The time is now. Claim back your husband. Claim back your wife. Claim them back. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He has been a liar since the beginning. Open up your mouth. Claim it back. 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 In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Somebody will testify as a result of this meeting. 
Open up your mouth, begin to worship him. Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you, Father. I want you to begin to pray. I want you to pray one more prayer point. And I want you to pray with everything that is within you. We know that our fight is not against flesh and blood. I want you to hear this and hear it very well. Uh, we are new creation. The Bible says all things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. There are things that just pass away. There are things you need to force away. Ah, there are some things you need to push away. Ah, there are some things you need to force away. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to pray as from tonight. Because you have worshipped God tonight. Every battles that the enemy has organized. That is organizing. That he will organize. Open up your mouth and speak failure to it. Say you will fail. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. You are here for a reason. You will fail. You will fail. I speak failure to you. Failure. 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 Because the battle has already been given to me. The victory is mine. Whatever you will plan as from tonight. Whatever you have planned. Whatever you will have ever planned. I stand in my place of position. I stand in my place of authority. I speak failure to you. I say you will fail. I say 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 fail. In my marriage fail. In my head fail. In my children fail. In my finances fail. In my ministry fail. In my heart fail. In my mind fail. In my workplace fail. In my business fail. In my going out fail. In my coming in fail. In my lying down fail. In my rising up fail. In my lifting up fail. In the name of Jesus, I speak failure to you. I speak failure to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, there is power in my mouth. There is power. There is power. There is power. There is power. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Thank you, Father. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. Quick, 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 quick. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Stretch for you. Do we have time? I don't want to go. But we, we need to do this. I want you to stretch for your hands toward our sister. Hallelujah. Your crying season is over. Hallelujah. Wherever you have been desiring, God has fished you out tonight. I don't know your whole story. I don't know the genesis. I don't know the revelation. I don't know the middle. But one thing I do know, the Lord has fished you out tonight. Your might will sing songs of praise. Your hand will worship the Lord. Your mouth will say, the Lord has done this. Your mouth will call for people to celebrate with you. You're going to say, come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. In the name of Jesus Christ, today is your day of visitation. I said, today is your day of visitation. In the mighty name of Jesus, we join our faith together tonight. We say, so shall it be. We say, so shall it be. We say, so shall it be. In the name of Jesus, I declare the book of Job 42, verse number 10. God will give you double for your trouble. Every area where you have cried, where you have wept, God is getting ready to give you double for your trouble. In the name of Jesus. Double joy. Double peace. Double song. Double, double, double. Double, double, double. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. So shall it be. If you agree with me, let me hear you shout aloud. Amen. When I see you, what I hear is, come and see, oh, come and see. Come and see, oh, come and see.
Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. No man can do this. Only God can. So shall it be. I wish I have time. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Hilda, come. 